about it? Yes or no? Fantastic. Hey, I want to invite some of my friends to come on up here. Uh, we're going to do something kind of special today. As these guys are coming up, would you please give them a big old hand? Um, man, I'm so excited for what's about to happen. Uh, this is something that we do on occasion. We call it five by seven. We call it that because we typically have five people that speak for seven minutes each on a given topic. And today, this incredible group of people, they're going to talk to you about their own personal journey with the Holy Spirit. And it's going to be kind of an end cap for our better series on the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to highlight a couple things for you. Um, this is really, really important when we do this. Most of you know we have a vision for 10 campuses over 10 years. And so it just means there always needs to be more voices and more people flexing more ministry muscles. And that's one of the reasons why we do this 5 by 7 thing from time to time. Um, the other thing that I want you to realize is today is really, really special because we're going to hear from some more mature voices in our congregation. And, 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 that's, and that's a really high value. I want you to know that. And it, here's the deal. We always say the church grows old all by itself. And it does. The church will automatically grow older. You know why? Because you're getting older. And I'm getting older. And so that automatically happens. It takes effort and intentionality to reach down and pull up the next generation. And that's why that's really important around here. It's why sometimes the music will be a little too loud for you. Sometimes we'll sing songs that seem like it's a little too much guitar for you. And, and that's just going to happen from time to time. It's why you'll have to endure me putting up Twitter feeds during sermons because I'm speaking the language of a culture and I'm doing all those things intentionally. And it's because we believe in the next generation and we want them to be a part of what's going on around here. And so so having said that, that is really important. Okay, you want to do it, go ahead and do it. It's fine. Okay, good. Good. We don't have time for you to clap. Let's go. So, so it's really, really important. But, uh, but also, as we're doing that, we can't forget the older voices among us. In fact, more than that, we all, next generation, some of us caught in the middle, we can't ignore. We've got to have their voices. They're the ones that carry the wisdom they're the ones that carry the experience. They're the ones that have walked with God for a long time. And so all those younger, they learn from those who are older. And all those that are older, they learn and what it means to, they kind of forgot maybe what it means to be a little more passionate and zealous from time to time. As we all get together, multi-generationally, we all learn from one, from one another. So that's what we're doing here today. Let me introduce these folks to you before they go, because I really want you to get to know them as they speak. Uh, first is Brett Petrie. Brett right here. Brett and his family, his wife Lynette, um, Lynette's actually sitting right over here. Hi, Lynette. Uh, Lynette, uh, she'll be translating today for Letty, but I'll get there in just a moment. Uh, Brett leads global distribution for a biotech company, and Brett has this, I just want you to get to know him a little bit. An interesting thing about Brett is he owns a 250-gallon saltwater fish tank at his house. I've seen it. It's very impressive. It even has a three-foot-long eel, and so don't go there. It's scary. Um, and then this is, this is Johnny Garcia right here, but we call him Pato. And, and Pato, Pato and his wife Naomi, they've been uh, part of our church for the past three years. Three years in June, I think it is. Three years in June. And so he's in the auto collision business. And um, an interesting fact about Pato is he loves fresh cut flowers. Especially on the dinner table. Sorry, ladies, he's taken. Over here. Over here we have uh, Miss Letty, I call her, but this is Leticia Rochelle, and uh, Miss, yeah, you should clap for her. <laughs> Miss Letty, uh, Miss Letty has been around One Chapel since launch Sunday, and uh, she has a cleaning business here in the area, and she also serves faithfully on our prayer team. And uh, actually, her son Julio was the one who brought her to One Chapel early on, and Julio still plays guitar up in Austin, and he's a real studly man. Um, 
And then, uh, well, I mentioned Lynette. Lynette is going to be interpreting today. And so Lynette, of course, is very important, too. She's Brett's better half. So that's, he's, he's in agreement. And finally, on the end, we have Larry Foster. Larry and his wife, Suzanne. Uh, Larry's been around since the second interest meeting here at One Chapel, and I remember seeing him sitting back there in the back row coming to check it out in that second interest meeting. He's a construction, he's a construction consultant and inspector here in the Austin region, been doing that work for a long, long time, well known in the area. And interesting thing about him, he's about to celebrate 50 years of marriage for a marriage that they said wouldn't last, and so it's lasted a long time, and it's awesome. So... These guys are going to speak to you today, and they're going to talk about their journey with the Holy Spirit. And my hope and prayer for you is that you would see yourself in them, and you would say, oh, so that means this Holy Spirit thing is real, and I can have it too, just like they have. So reach out your hands to them, and let's pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We pay attention to you, and we want you to speak through all of these folks. Give them wisdom. Give them courage, and let us hear what you want to say through them. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Everybody, would you please welcome Brett Petrie? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brent. You know, it's so great to be a part of a church that zeroes in on the power of the Holy Spirit and how important that is and leads us deeper into our faith. All of my life, I have gone to churches that pursued that all my life, I had gone to churches that could only take me knee deep in my faith, in my walk with the Holy Spirit. But I always felt that God was leading me deeper. Eventually, I realized that that knee-deep faith left me hungry for more and unequipped to live life victoriously. I found myself only surviving, and it left me with a reactive, defensive faith when I knew that God was always calling me to go on the offensive. There came a time when there was an awakening in my life. And there was a quote by Bill Johnson that summarizes it really well, and it goes like this. The Holy Spirit is trapped inside of unbelieving believers, and he wants out. And, and that summarizes what my life was like. I remember my church would play the song Oceans, and you're all familiar with that song. And as they would get to the end of the chorus, and it would say, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. I remember being there with tears flowing down my face. And... And wanting and feeling the Holy Spirit calling me, but my church didn't know how to lead me closer. I started to incorporate songs into my time with God, and I and I had the song Closer from Amanda Cook. And in that song, there is a line that says, Pull me closer and take me deeper. And I was pleading with God in that song. And for the first time, I can say that I heard God speak. It wasn't audibly, but he said to me, You'll have to leave your church before I can do that. And he, he said the name of the church. And three months later, I was enrolled in Catalyst here in one chapel. So, so God knows how to move when we're ready to go. Next, when I got involved in Catalyst, I went through this acceleration mode in, in my faith. And I focused on a verse in Romans that talks about being transformed. And in that, it's the renewing of the mind and having a mind of Christ. And in Catalyst, one of the first verses they have you memorize is that we need to walk like Jesus walked. And so I'm going to give you a few of the things that I discovered along the way. The first one is understanding the power of your identity and your purpose. And I'll share in more, more detail in a minute about that. Secondly, I discovered that I needed to be aware of how much God loved me that he loved me more than I could even imagine. And he took me through several revelations, but it got to the point where 
I can honestly tell you that I believe that I'm God's favorite. And, and you need to have that same confidence, too, because once I got to that point, then I could pursue God with passion, and I could be intimate with the Father. And in order to do that, I needed to embrace the Holy Spirit, and that became the next step in my journey. And so as I got more involved in Catalyst, they encouraged us to all join one um, Team One, and I chose to get involved in the Littles, because the Littles bring out the joy in me. It's a, a fun group to be in. But there was another purpose that God had, and that was that I needed to have childlike faith. Because all my life, I had grown up with an intellectual faith that stranded me in knee-deep water and wouldn't allow me to go any deeper. And what I needed to learn from your children was how to believe something simply because Daddy says so. <laughs> and so as I, as I started to grow in embracing the Spirit, I then zeroed in on understanding my identity. And in my identity, I'm, I'm going to share with you what I have articulated as my identity. And it's not any different than yours. And it's so important that we have the ability to articulate it, but not just to, to know it, but to believe it, because it transforms who you are. So my identity goes like this. I am a child of the living God. I have been... I'm created for intimacy with my Father. I have been redeemed, and I have been restored by the blood of the Lamb, my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. And I am filled, and I am empowered by the Holy Spirit to live life victoriously. So that's the beginning of my identity. The second half of my identity is, is really starting to touch on purpose. And in that, that's where the childlike faith comes in. Because you're not going to be able to believe what I'm going to say next unless you know that daddy said so. And it goes like this. I am a prince to the king, the, a prince to the king of kings, a mighty warrior of God with full authority over all of the forces of darkness. I have been given the keys of dominion of this earth to push back evil, to free people from bondage, to plunder hell itself, to heal the sick, and to establish the rule of Jesus everywhere that I go. And, and once I can start to understand that and I start to believe that, things started to change. So as I was embracing the Holy Spirit, I was now moving into deeper waters. And I began to experience the power of God unlike I've never experienced it before. Last, last summer, I went to Indonesia, and I was asked during that mission trip to preach for 20 minutes. I had no preparation and I had no notes. And just, I, I spent hours just to do this. And so to do something like that was just completely foreign to me. But in that environment, I just dove in. And it was incredible. The Holy Spirit just, the words flowed and it went incredibly smooth. Smoother than this, actually. And um, so, uh, so the next thing is I've been out on healing on the streets every Saturday. And healing on the streets, we have seen people healed. I've seen people healed in front of me. And just last week, we had over 25 people that were stopped and needed prayer. In fact, we had so many people that we had people lined up, and we, we even broke protocol, and men had to pray for women. So um, it, it, was, it was really good, and it's just neat to see God doing that right now. But another thing that's really interesting is I have received spiritual gifts that just four years ago, I would argue to you that they don't exist. Or, or I would say, if you have experienced it, it was counterfeit. 
And, and the interesting thing is I now experience those gifts. So it is incredible what God's doing. So in closing, I'm the same person that I was four years ago. I'm the same saved person I was four years ago as I am today. God loves me just as much as he did four years ago as today. The power of the Holy Spirit was as available four years ago as it is today. And, and the thing to keep in mind is that I have, I have changed the way I think. I am not the same person in that it has transformed my mind. And now my faith is stronger. And I've learned to allow the Holy Spirit that I used to keep trapped inside of me to flow out. And I can't ever imagine going back to knee-deep faith. The, uh, so I, I can't wait to see what God is going to do in the future and, and what he's going to do even tonight because it's so exciting to see the things that God's doing. So thank you very much. Amen. So here's Johnny Pato. Don't start the clock. I'm not on the X yet. Don't start it. Man, if you don't take nothing away from what I'm going to say, those of you that are married and those of you that are not married, you got to love flowers. I'm telling you, you'll gain a lot of points. That's a freebie. No, uh, first of all, I just want to thank y'all. I want to thank Pastor for allowing me to, to just share two things in my heart that, that are very personal. Uh, one thing... One of the many things we're learning in Catalyst 3 is you have to be willing to be vulnerable, you know, and it's, and it's easy to be vulnerable uh, when it's somebody else's issues. But when somebody asks you to share your things, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. So uh, th there is two things in my life that I've struggled with, struggled with all my life. I have two disabilities. I have a learning disability. Uh, I have a hard time spelling. Uh, I can spell if I memorized it, but I have a hard time spelling and reading. Struggled all my life. I've been in the, back then, there, there were called the special ed classes. Now they are the extra resource classes. Uh, I, sh I struggled all my life with that. But one of my biggest ones is I have a speech, speech disability. I've stuttered. I've stuttered bad, even to the point uh, that, that I couldn't even talk. And I was, I was bullied. I was made fun of. I never fit in. And uh, my parents, my mom would say, I know you don't fit in, but you have a purpose. And I never understood that. I, I, just, I just could not comprehend that. So I've been in church all my life since the age of six. I've seen the mighty hand of God move. I've seen my parents be transformed from drug addicts to be set free instantly. But I questioned it. I said, okay, God, I see this in church. I see all these people talk about the Holy Spirit. I see people speaking in tongue, slain in the Spirit, swinging on the chandelier, as, as Pastor Brent said. I've seen it. I says, how come I can't be healed? How come I can't be normal? How come I can't fit in? And so I'll never forget this. Uh, it's the first time that I've truly experienced God and the Holy Spirit in my life. Our church took us to a youth camp. I was around 14 years old, uh, and I was questioning God. I was questioning the Holy Spirit. It's okay to question the Holy Spirit. And I was saying, man, where's my healing? And that night, there wasn't no preaching, but there was a worship service. And in that night, I, I, I sensed the Holy Spirit because I said, in my young age, I'm searching. I need something. 
I've, I've, everybody's talking about what they're going to do and their purpose. I know I'm just 14, but I know there's a reason and there's a purpose. And I want to stop stuttering. I want to learn like everybody. And the Holy Spirit said, tonight I'm going to touch you in a mighty way. I said, okay, I'm ready. And it was in a worship service. So I stood up. It felt like hours just worshiping. And the Holy Spirit came into me. And he said, tonight I'm going to set you apart. I said, I'm going to set you apart. Are you, are you ready? And I said, yes, Lord, I'm ready. He said, but, but part of your life and part of your destiny is you're going to have to have extraordinary faith. You're going to have to have extraordinary belief and trust that it's not going to be normal. And I said, I'm ready. You know, when you're, when you're 14, you're like, I'm ready to take on the world. And so I thought God was going to set me free. I really did. I was going to be like, yes, I'm not going to stutter no more. Yes, I'm going to learn like everybody else. I'm going to go to the regular classes. And so life went on. It went on. It went on. And I asked and I asked and I asked. And I still stuttered. I still couldn't learn right. And in my older age, uh, I, started, I started saying, okay, God. I said, what's going on here? I says, I have two disabilities, and they're, and they're not going to go away. And you know what? Let's be honest, all of us. We all have disabilities. Everybody in here has got a circumstance that you're going through. And you've asked, and you've asked, and you've asked. And God says, nope. And so I'll never forget this verse. And, and to this day, <laughs> it talks about when Paul asked for that thorn to be removed. He said, I'm asking you three times. And God says, no, I'm not. And I've asked, and I said, okay, God, what is my destiny? What is my purpose? He says, remember, remember when you got touched at the age of 15. That's why it's so important for you parents and for those of y'all in tag and kids, get your kids to youth, get them to summer camp. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I promise you, I guarantee you this. If you get them there, God will touch them in a way, and they might not tell you how God touched them. And, you, and, and parents, you're going to ask them, what did God do in that camp? And they're going to say, oh, it was good. It was good. But God's going to touch them, and they're going to need that. It's 30-something years ago, and I still go back to it, and I remember. And you know what? You might be sitting there and wondering, what do you mean you stutter? You don't stutter. This has happened all my life. My disabilities... That's my purpose. It's my destiny. But for some reason, when I talk about God, and when I talk about his spirit, and when I open my heart, and, I, and the things that God has allowed me to do, I can relate to Moses because Moses had a stuttering problem. And I can relate to Moses. When God went to Moses and said, hey, I'm going to use you to go talk, I'm going to use you to go do this. And Moses said, no, no, wait a minute. You don't understand this. I stutter. I understand that because the things that God has asked me to do, and he's not, God's not going to remove this. He's not because I know now that this is part of my life. My disabilities is, is how God allows his power to flow through me. Even right now as I'm speaking, I'm not stuttering. It makes no sense in my life. It doesn't. But I don't stutter. And it's one of the fewest times when I'm in the presence of God. And I remember going back when I was a youth. It's one of the fewest times in my life. And y'all can relate to this. 
Kids, you can relate to this that have been in camp. Parents, you can relate to this. When you have been touched by God, you feel like everything is perfect. There's no problem. There's no disability. When you're in that presence and the Holy Spirit is flowing through you, that's you are in a perfect place. No matter what you're going through, no matter what disability you have, his power wants to show, wants to flow through you. And, and he says this, where you are weak, I am strong. Amen. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, les quiero platicar mi experiencia con el Espíritu Santo. Eh, ha sido por muchos años, en, cuando estaba más joven que ahorita, lo conocí, recibí, mi, recibí a Jesús en mi corazón. Cuando lo recibí, entonces, eh, perdón, adelante. So I wanted to share with you my journey with the Holy Spirit. It was when I was young, little, that um, I received Christ. Sí, entonces, como había vivido una vida de, de mucha necesidad, eh, entonces donde yo había trabajado muy duro para ganarme las cosas. And I'd lived a life that was very difficult. I had to work very hard in order to earn everything that I had. Así que cuando lo conocí, dije, a trabajarle ti. So when I uh, met the Lord, I just said, I got to work. Sí, hard. entonces en, en una iglesia que iba antes, como era tanta mi pasión por, por servir a Dios. And so at a church that I was at previously, I had so much passion to serve the Lord. En todo quería estar. And I wanted to be in everything. Uh, donde no me llamaran. Yeah, even if they didn't call me. Posiblemente no era la, no era el plan de Dios. Yeah, it, it may have not been God's plan. Pero yo me ponía a hacer cosas todos los días de la semana. But every day of the week I was always doing something. El sábado era para quedarme con mi esposo descansando en mi casa. So Saturday was to stay home with my husband to rest. Pero mis cuatro hijos estaban en, en la iglesia, en el servicio de jóvenes. But my four kids were in the, at the church at a youth group. Y le decía a mi esposo, Julio, tenemos que ir para allá. And I kept say, telling my husband, we got to get over there. Y me sentaba allá atrás. And I would sit in the back. Estar mirando. Watching. Por si me llamaban a orar. In case they needed me to pray. Qué, qué podía hacer. Because I might need to do something. Y así fue por muchos años. And that's how it was for many years. Por mucho tiempo. For a lot of time. Haciendo de todo. Doing everything. Por, porque tenía mucha pasión. Because I was passionate. Y lo que pasó happened, es que me enfermé. Quería también reconozco so que me preocupaba that I worried por mis por las finanzas for financials, por mis mis hijos my kids, por todo for everything. Quería tener el control de todo. I wanted to be in control of everything. Yo creía que lo tenía. I thought I did. I thought I had control. Uh, como les digo, me enfermé muchísimo. So like I said, I got sick, very sick. Estuve como dos años en, muy enferma. So I was very sick for two years. De una condición, de unos nervios. Uh, from a neurological condition. Que salen de aquí de mi cabeza. Um, that starts at the top of my head. Y recorre todo mi lado derecho. And goes down my right side. Mis nervios se estiraron. My nerves were stretched. Se inflamaron. Were inflamed. No podía hablar. I couldn't speak. 
No podía abrir mis ojos. I couldn't open my eyes. Y un pequeño ruido. And a small sound. Era en mi cabeza muy grande. Seemed in my head very big. Me tuve que quedar tranquila. I had to stay still. En mi casa. In my home. El que siempre estuvo conmigo. And the one who was always with me. Y yo lo buscaba en todas partes. And I would look for him everywhere. Fue el Espíritu Santo. Was the Holy Spirit. Que ahora es mi mejor amigo. Who now is my best friend. Estamos platicando siempre. So we're always talking. Eh, estamos platicando de todo. Talk about everything. Y él me dice, él me guía. And he guides me. Porque cuando estaba ahí tirada, so when I was laying down, me rendía él. Um, I surrendered to him. Le entregué el control. I gave him control. Voy a decirles algo. Let me tell you something. Esta mañana, this morning, estaba yo diciendo, oh, me quiero muy ver muy bien, quiero decir qué santa soy, qué buena soy. So I was uh, telling him, um, you know, I want to look good, I want to be feel, appear holy. Y el Espíritu Santo me dijo, and the Holy Spirit told me, di cómo eras. Tell the truth about how you were. Diles la verdad. Tell the truth. ¿Saben por qué? You know why? Porque cuando estaba ahí tirada, when I was down, en ese tiempo de oscuridad, in that dark period, ¿saben qué hacía yo cuando venían esos choques eléctricos a mi cara? Siempre tenía una cobijita. I had a little blanket, y me cubría mi cabeza. And I would cover my head, y ahí, ahí pasaban esos choques eléctricos and the would pass, porque iban y venían. Because they'd come and go. Si una mujer ha tenido dolores de parto, uh, for women who've had labor pains, ponle diez veces más que eso. Uh, uh, multiply it by ten. Yo me creía muy resistente al dolor. Yeah, I thought I was very um, strong and could resist pain. Porque de niña siempre lo viví. Because as a child, I had to deal with a lot. Yo creía que podía resistir todo. I thought I could resist everything. Pero cuando estaba ahí, but when I was there, yo decía, esto es demasiado. This is too much. Yo no puedo sola. I can't do this on my yo own. te necesito. I need him. Me rindo. I surrender. Me rindo. I surrender. Ya no puedo más. I can't do Está this bien. It's okay. Tú ganas. You, you win. Ahí está el control. You take control. Ya no lo tengo yo. I don't have it es anymore. una mentira. It's a lie. Creer que podemos controlarlo todo. To think that we can control. Solo nos enfermamos. We just get sick. No lo vamos a lograr. We're not going to be able to. Y saben por qué les digo? Porque cuando estaba tirada ahí, and I tell you this because when I was laying down, vi pasar un círculo un poco más pequeño que este. I saw a circle a little smaller than this one. Iba girando. And it was con diferentes máscaras. Yeah, and it was uh, going around with different masks. Entonces, yo era una mujer so I was a woman que jamás that never iba a aceptar was gonna accept que tenía dolor, that I was in pain, que era débil, that I was weak, que necesitaba de los demás, that I need others, yo, porque yo me veía I saw myself siempre fuerte, always strong. ¿Y saben qué? And you know what? Mentira. That's a lie. Soy débil. I am weak. Pero en él, but in him, soy fuerte. I am strong. 
Y ya no necesito and now I don't need ponerme una máscara to wear a mask según a donde yo vaya. Uh, depending on where I'm going. Me ponía una máscara I would wear a mask en la iglesia and the church porque reconozco because I recognize that I did a lot of things para al pastor, to please the pastor, para a líderes, to please the leaders, y para a los demás. and to please all the people. Y eso no nos lleva nada. And that gets us nowhere. Yo a one chapel, when I got to one chapel, de verdad, really, descansé. I rested. Claro. Claro. Yes. Primero, me dejé caer en los brazos del Señor Jesús. First I just um, fell into his arms. Y le, yo, yo le dije, and I told him, por favor, please, ayúdame. Help me. Ya no puedo más. I can't do this Permíteme. anymore. Allow me entrar en tu reposo. To enter into your rest. Estoy cansada. I'm, I'm tired. Estoy agobiada. I am weary. Ya no puedo más. I can't do this anymore. Y, y les puedo confesar and I can confess to you que el Señor me escuchó. that he heard me. Because I see things that happen no es que no me and it's not that I'm not interested Aún con mi esposo. even with my husband con mis hijos. and my kids. Pero estoy confiada. But I trust because yo, yo no I can't do Pero all él that. Lo puede hacer todo. But he can. He's capable. Porque en el cuerpo de Cristo, Christ, cada uno de nosotros tenemos una misión. Entonces yo me enojaba so si decía el pastor, le, levántense. Y yo me levantaba y mi esposo y mis hijos sentados. So I would get angry in the past Entonces when, imagínense cómo se ponían mis nervios. So she'd be stressed out because y, she y, would y yo les digo a las mamás, so moms, relájense, relax, descansen, rest. Él tiene el control. He has control. Escuchen Listen, lo que Dios te está diciendo a ti. To you. Porque en el cuerpo de Cristo, body, cada uno vamos a hacer algo. No todos somos iguales. Y yo quería que hicieran lo que, lo que yo decía. Porque quería tener el control. I was to be in control. Y, y saben, And you know what? Ahora yo hago lo que Dios me, me está llamando a hacer. Now I do what the Lord calls me to do. Y Dios está haciendo lo, el propósito que tiene con mi esposo y mis hijos. And I let God handle the purpose that he has for my husband and my kids. Porque yo me peleaba y salíamos mal. Because I would fight and it wouldn't be good. Ahí con mi esposo y mis hijos. With my husband and my kids. <laughs> él, él es un, un, un hombre especial, bueno. He's a special Wonderful man. Pero quería que estuviera orando como yo. But I wanted him to be like praying orando, like me. Ora como yo. Do it like me. Y, y todo esto. And all that. ¿Qué pasó? And what happened? Ahora tengo unos preciosos hijos. I have precious kids. Que Dios tiene propósitos para ellos. And God has purposes son, for each of them. Son buenos. They're good. Así que vamos a relajarnos. So we can relax. Ellos están en las manos de Dios. They're in God's hands. Eh, si tu hijo ya tiene 25, 30, 40 o 50 años so if your child is y llega un pensamiento 25, feroz <laughs> a tu mente and you get a, a strong thought in your head, solo di, es tuyo. Just relinquish and say, he's yours. Son tuyos. Tell God they're y yours. Confía en Dios. Yeah, Pero trust. si están chiquitos, if they're little, tráetelos. Bring them. 
Ellos todavía no pueden decidir por sí mismos. Yeah, they can't say they can't come. They won't come. De verdad, no creo que digas, ok, hijita de siete años, tú decides quedarte yeah. en casa. I'm not going to tell a seven-year-old, you decide. Está bien. Yeah, it's okay. No. <laughs> otra, otra cosa. One more thing. Muchas veces. Many times. Estoy tentada. I'm tempted a to control. Y, y el Santo me dice, eh, and, the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit says, hey, yo tengo el control. I'm in control. No, tú. Not you. No, tú. Así que ya no más máscaras. Aquí so, estoy. Esta es Leticia. So no more masks. Here uh, I am. A veces triste. Sometimes sad. A veces enojada. Maybe angry. Uh, a veces débil. Sometimes feeling weak. Uh, dependo de Dios. I just depend on him. Un testimonio que tengo, a testimony that I have. Como he estado descansando más por de más por dos más de dos años. Since I've been resting for more than two years. Hacía como dos tres días. Two or three days ago. Oré. I prayed. Y le dije, pero ya no como antes día y noche quería. Yeah, I didn't pray like before. All solo le dije al Espíritu Santo. ¿Sabes qué? Told the Holy Spirit. Quiero hablar de ti. I want to speak about you. Quiero decirles a, a la gente I want to tell people que en ti hay descanso, that in you there's rest, que en ti hay provisión, that you provide, que en ti hay libertad, in you there's liberty, en ti hay reposo, and to, and you en there's ti rest, hay sanidad, and there's health and healing in you. Y dos días después, and two days later, yo iba a casa de mis padres porque están ancianos y iba a cuidarlos. I was en la noche me iba a quedar allá. So I was driving to my parents' house who were elderly. Y Annette me llama. And so I got a call. Y me dice el pastor Brent. Pastor Brent. Eh, quiere que si quiere hablar del Espíritu Santo. Would you like to speak to us about the Holy Spirit? Yo me dije, uh, sí, está bien, gracias Annette. I said, sure, sure, thank you. <laughs> Pero de ahí me empecé a llorar, manejando, llorar y llorar. But I was driving Espíritu and Santo, crying. Espíritu Santo, voy a hablar de ti. Voy, wow. Desde entonces estoy más, más, más. Espíritu Santo. So Espíritu Holy Spirit, Santo. I'm going to talk about you. Es como si un amigo, tu mejor amigo, dice, alguien te dice, habla de él. Yo no sé quién sea tu mejor amigo, tu mejor amiga. Espero que sea él. So it's like talking dicen, about. Vas a hablar de él. Yeah. So it's like that. Estás a, nerviosa. Estás diciendo qué quiere. Qué, qué, bueno, dime qué quieres que diga de ti. Dime, dime. Así que aquí estoy. Él no se escucha. Ah, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> so it's like talking to your best friend and just being excited and you ask him what what can I say about you you know if you, if you don't have a best friend hope it's Jesus it's the Holy Spirit yes así que solo les digo que por muchos años estuve caminando por la orilla del río ese so, río so for many years I was just walking on the edge of the river ese río de agua fresca agua water que trae sanidad, yeah. agua, que trae Living vida, waters. y solo caminaba, so y, ca y hacía, trabajaba, y And el I señor, eh, Leti, Leti, y yo, espérame que estoy trabajando. Entonces, me paré, so I had to stop. digo, me paró, <laughs> <He stopped me. laughs> me calmé, And I lo escuché, And I okay. estoy aquí. So here I am. Dijo, aviéntate al, al río. So, enter the river. Dije, ok. okay. Me, me aventé she, de clavado. So, she did. She jumped in the river. Uh -huh. Entonces, nado. So, a I gusto. Swim. Para atrás. Para enfrente. Y miren, 
Qué rico se siente entregar la vida completamente a Él. Que Dios les bendiga. I God love bless you. How in the world do you follow that? I told him earlier that it should be three and seven and maybe 27, I don't know. Well, good morning. Um, we've been going through the series better, The Promise of the Holy Spirit. And while we're ending the series, what I want to assure you is that it's not ending for you. It's the beginning of the Holy Spirit's move in this church. And you want to be prepared for that. One of the things that I, th I hope you are getting out of this is that the same spirit that brooded over the waters at creation, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the same spirit that fell on the church at Pentecost is in each and every one of your believers. All of the spirit is there. All of the power, everything that God has is in you ready to come out of you. God wants you to receive his spirit this morning. And tonight, join us tonight. But to also understand that these things that of the Spirit aren't understood academically. Paul tells us that the things of the Spirit are understood by the Spirit. And so it's so important to walk in the Spirit in that way. For me, uh, I was born at a very early age. And <laughs> unlike <laughs> Pastor Brent and Pastor Ross, I was not born on Saturday and in church on Sunday. Matter of fact, my 16-year-old mom and 19-year-old dad took me home and we just tried to live life. And it was many years, I, I, I did have a church date once in a while where the girl I was dating, I had to go to mass with her and then we went out and date later on. But that's kind of the extent of my Christian church life uh, prior to God getting a hold of me. Um, but he did get a hold of me. I was a young man married in the military with two small children when Jesus touched my life. And he came on me in a powerful way that it's really hard to describe. And I, I didn't have any preconceived notions. I didn't know about this baptism of the Holy Spirit. All I know is that he came on, with me, on me with power and with authority. And I began to share Jesus, and I was on fire. I shared him with everyone that had an ear. And people were coming to Christ regularly and joining me in church and walking in the Spirit. And we saw mighty moves of God. I happened to come to Jesus. I'm a little older than most of you. But I happened to come during the time of the charismatic movement as it was transitioning into the Jesus people movement, the Jesus freaks. And so I was walking in that. And I'll tell you someday how a young military guy got hung up with a bunch of hippies. But <laughs> it's, a, it's a different story. But I will tell you that we, we saw God moving in many powerful ways for a long time. And it changed the trajectory of my life. I could have been a career military, career scientist but I wound up going into the ministry and walked with God for a long time. But then times changed. Things in life happened. There were tragedies. There were problems in ministry. There were problems in life, family members passing, and a need to come back to Texas. Um, we were in California, the land of fruits and nuts in that early time. Um, <laughs> but as we, as we came back and those changes in life hit us, we wound up home And we started looking for a church that was something like our family in California that we enjoyed so much. And to, to relive the power that God had in our lives. But all we found were dry places. All we found were churches that were, that were out of order, families out of order, pastors and marriages out of order and chaos. And so we settled into a little denominational church that we knew taught the Bible. And it was a safe place for our kids. It's a good place for us to rest. And so we went there and began in the desert. 
We spent a number of years, although I continued to teach in Sunday school, I continued to, to lead Bible studies, it was academic. It was without power. Paul says in Timothy, he says, it's like having a form of godliness but denying the power. It's seeking knowledge but not having understanding. And that's the way it is without the Holy Spirit when we walk in our lives and try to do it under our own strength. We think we got it, we don't. And so for a long time, I reached the point where I thought God was finished with me. I thought that I was on the shelf and that I was in such a desert place, there is no way that he was done with me. There was no more ministry. And I eventually began to stir in my heart and began to seek him. And I began to seek him like David did in Psalm 51 where he said, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Restore a steadfast spirit in me. Cast me not away Allow me to speak your words with praise. And God began to, to speak into my life and began to give me insight, began to reveal himself more and more out of that desert place as I began to yield to him and hear him. And I began to share with other leaders in the church that I was in and of what God wanted to do, but what I sensed he was doing in my life. And it, but it didn't happen there. It actually happened when one chapel came along. And that's another story we'll share with later on. But God has begun to move, and in the last three or four years, I've begun to see the movement of the Spirit that God was talking to me about, He was filling my heart with, and I have an understanding of Scriptures like I never had before as a young pastor. I'm beginning to see His Word unfold and be revealed. I'm beginning to watch the power of the resurrection moving in the lives of people. I'm watching Brett and the teams out in the healing on the street and getting to walk with them. I'm watching so many of our members of our body hearing the words of God, proclaiming prophetic words, healing, transformation, deliverance, the powers of the Holy Spirit being exhibited throughout this church. God wants to do that with everyone here. And he's given every one of you the capacity to do it. These people have decided they don't want to do church. They want to do the stuff. John Wimber said that we want to be able to walk like they walked in the book of Acts. And that's what we want to do here. Doing it without the power of God is a desolate, dry place. So I'm going to invite you all to come with me and join us tonight, too. But as, I, as Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ in the Holy Spirit. Walk with me, will you? Thank you. Wow. Um, you know, man, we're, we're going to go here in just a moment, but just to, to wrap this up, everybody, I listened to them on Thursday night and listening to them again today, and I had the same sense, same as in the 9.30, 11.30, just all weekend I've been thinking about it. I'm sitting in this room and listening to these folks. I'm so grateful for their voices into our church, aren't you? Yeah. Are you grateful for that? And I, I'm like, I just I had this sense, this feeling that I was just, I was sitting amongst some spiritual giants, just big people in the spirit. Not in the way that most of us think about spiritual giants. I say spiritual giants. Some of you think you go straight to the Old Testament and you think about uh, great heroes of faith, and that's appropriate. I say spiritual giant, and many of you think about people with large platforms and big churches and uh, YouTube followings and, and hundreds of thousands of followers. That's that's not the sense that I'm talking about. I mean, because nobody, if you said these guys' names, you know, out in the world, people don't know who they are. But in the kingdom, 
and the Spirit of God, they're, they're giants that we can learn from and glean from. And I want you to do it. I want you to ask them questions. I want you to talk to them. I'm so thankful for their investing in us today. And I hope that as they spoke that you heard some of the things that I heard. Because here's what I heard and what I hope you experienced as well. I, I hope that you found yourself in here because I heard a guy who was a skeptic. He was a skeptic. He didn't believe that any of this was the reality. He was intellectual and so thought, no, this is, this is, this is tomfoolery. This is crazy stuff. And had such an encounter with the Spirit of God that now that, now that skeptic is out on a bridge in downtown Austin every Saturday praying over strangers to be healed. <laughs> and, cap on it, they're being healed. Right? I hope that you heard somebody who, who felt like they didn't measure up. They weren't good enough. They weren't wanted. They weren't cared for. They felt like they had a disability that prevented them from doing the stuff. And God came in and said, no, actually, I'm going to use those things in your life. And my grace is sufficient for you. And watch what I do through you as you just obey me. There's no lack in the kingdom of God. And then you heard Miss Letty, and I hope that you heard somebody who said, I worked. I did everything. I tried to perform. I acted more like a slave than a son or a daughter. And finally, I decided I'm not going to work, I'm not going to press, I'm not going to fight, but I'm going to rest and relax and let you fill me up and let me be a son or a daughter. And when that happened, suddenly intimate friendship where now she hears from him, he comforts her, even tells her what to wear and doesn't she look nice. And I hope that you heard somebody in Larry that said, I thought that I was done. I thought that I was put on the shelf. I experienced great power, but then life happened, and it no longer, I didn't, I, I felt dry. I felt like things were different. I was on the shelf, and God comes along and says, no, I'm going to take you off that shelf. I'm putting you back in the game. If you've got air in your lungs, I'm not finished with you yet. Across the spectrum of our body here today, the Holy Spirit is calling out to you, and saying there's nothing that you're going through, there's nothing that you've experienced that I can't break through, that I can't fill up, and that I can actually turn around and use for my glory and for other people's help. That's what he's doing here.